Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode... 48. 48. We're closing on 50, which is kind of a big deal. It's kind of crazy that... Have we ever done more than one in a week? I think we did like two in a week when we first started a couple. We did a few. Well, we had to have done quite a few weeks of it. Because 52... Would, would be, be a year. A year, right. Good job, Zach. We're going to have to find a date on when our first podcast was, because I honestly don't remember. I mean, we could find it. It was. It had to be sometime in March. I can get, a, been, I can get our research, research team on. No, it was definitely in April. 100% in April at some point. I feel like it had to be in April. Let me get the research team on it. Um, they're pretty swamped right now, but I think they could probably they could probably do it. Oops. Think about how great that one year anniversary is going to be. We might have to. I mean, we're going to have to have Nico back for it. March 28th. When we get to one year, Nico's got to come back for that one. And we'll be in camp March 28th, right before we break. March 28th. Oh, yeah. We released one March 28th and our second one March 30. We were psychos back April then. 2nd, April yeah, we 6th, April 9th, <laughs> April 15th. We were doing every couple. Well, that was we doing every work. fucking day. That was peak quarantine when we were just like, we might as well. Like, nothing else is going on. Yeah, we were thinking there's no other content out there. We might as well flood the market. And it worked. That's right. I saw Nora just put out a tweet about, I think it was like, say you're a, f- a fan of the compound without saying yeah. you're a fan of the compound. And I was so shocked of how many people responded in the first like 10 minutes. No, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I saw that tweet and I go, this could flop and we could have one response and it's going to be real embarrassing. But I had, there was like 11 within, and it was like seven minutes ago. I go, that's, I'm okay. that's pretty impressive to me. Someone we just, someone just responded followers on our social media. Someone just responded and said, Tom Brady at Zach short. That's just rude. That is rude, but they definitely listen. Then if they know they that, listen, I really enjoyed the one about the giant duck with Dakota. I don't think I saw that one, but that sounds mean. Definitely one Mixie-sized duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, someone yeah. said, I'm a fan of Zach Short and Dakota Mekis. Well, not Ian Happ. Oops. That's hurtful. Interesting. Um, Ian, I also need to call you out on something, and it's just kind of rude. You forgot to say that this episode is presented by Parse Rum. This episode is presented by Parse Rum. And you know what's great about Parse Rum? is every bottle plants a tree in Colombia. You know what else is great about Parse Rum? is that you can go to ParseRum.com and they'll ship it right to your house. Or you can also you can go uh, to a Binnie's if you're in mm-hmm. the Chicago area. You can also go to like, – if you're somewhere else, you just go to your liquor store. Ask them. If they don't have it, say, hey, you guys ever heard of Parse Rum? Maybe you should order it because it's the best rum on the planet. That's very correct. I would agree with that ass- assessment. Can we talk about the video? The video that we got the other day. Oh, of the people in Colombia saying that was, when that was the Parse best rum. Yeah, that you're was the all best wearing. When ever. I say Parse, you say rum shirts. That was awesome. Yeah, and they made a beat out of it. Are you <laughs> kidding me? So we got a video from the owner of Parse Rum, founder, and it was down in Colombia, and there was like multiple. I mean, there was literally like what, like ten. 10, 20 people wearing, when I say Parse, you say rum shirts, and they were literally chanting Parse rum. Like, clapping their hands, making a beat. They were singing to it. Yeah, they made a song yeah. out of it. So we're going we're gonna to practice it, and we're going to sing that for you guys. I want, I want a group of people. Of, I want the bleacher bums out there, and I want them saying, one guy saying Parse, and everybody saying rum. 
That's imagine that. When imagine you come up field, to the plate. Left field says Parse, right field says rum. Left field Parse, right field. You gotta be rum. directing them though. You gotta be out in center field like this. Yeah. <laughs> if oh, you direct man. it from center field like before first pitch, like get the people going. I'm gonna get that I'm gonna get that coordinated one game this year. It's gonna be incredible. I'll be I'll be very surprised if you're able to do that, but uh best of luck to you. But it would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? I'd be impressed, yeah. Should we talk about Jack Peterson, Cubs' latest signing? I do. I and will say I saw Trevor, on Twitter Trevor Williams. I saw on Twitter that Dom said he like had a podcast about the Cubs not making any like major league signings, and then within like forty eight hours they signed Trevor Williams and Jack Peterson, and I was like, that's just so that's spot on for Dom. Yeah, that sounds about just- right. Yeah, he's just creating signings. I'm excited about Jock. I'm excited uh, for what he'll bring. Just won a World Series. A lot of playoff experience. Seen him hit some long homers. I'm also excited for Williams. I, I've i seen that he is a pretty active guy. I think he would be a good podcast guest. I, I think that's in the contract. Like when they say like, hey, yeah, we want to sign with you, but you're going to have to come on. You know, Ian Hap hosts a podcast. You're going to have to make an appearance or two. Just Ian hosts it? All right, cool, cool. He hosts it, yeah. You see his name on the logo. It's pretty big compared to ours. That's true. That's just because he's got less letters. Great point. Zach, are you going to ask – are you going to want us to have Jock on to ask about Kike? Yes, that's literally the first thing that went through my head. I was just going to say Zach's probably jealous he can't hang out with Jock Peterson just to hope a little bit of Kike Hernandez rubs off onto him. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, that's Zach's, That's probably Zach's favorite player in the league right now. Yeah, I don't know. Is that weird to say? I mean, you're not in the big leagues, no offense. but No, I know. But is, we'll both, <laughs> is, Kike, is Kike a Red Sox, right? He is, yes. So American League, maybe you'll play him this year. Great point. We will play them. You're going to dap him up in a second and be like, what's up, man? Like, good to see you. What's up, man? You have no idea who I am, but I love watching you play. I talk a lot about you. Um, I feel like it – I want to say it's 80% because he's small, like you. I just – Like, that's how you started to like him, right? Because he's undersized. Right. I don't want to say small is a poor choice of words. No, he just has a blast playing. Like, whenever they show him on camera, he's just dancing or just making – somebody laughing like to do that not playing every day it's just like you're a glue guy and you don't like you're playing a f- I like his, I like his swing a lot and I guess I just have always struggled because he hit like four home three homers against us in one game in the playoffs and yeah, it made me right. really sad so it's been really hard for me ever since then but I like his swing a lot yeah, I do like his swing I need you to get in the cage with Jock and have him teach you some lefty swag. The lefty bat drop. The lefty bat drop. You need first day. That's the first thing you say to me. Like, hey, man, let's head out to the cages. Like, you're going to show me the way. Yep. He's hit some really cool homers. He, that's he cool. Is, he gets a scoreboard in play now, too. Ooh. He does have a very cool bat drop. I will say that. I a Very uh, rehearsed. Like, it seems like he's done this a lot. Like, this guy knows what he's doing when he's dropping that bat. I think it was when I was in college, but maybe it was when right after I got drafted. Jock, I think it maybe it was twenty fourteen, had the most amazing triple A season of all time. I think he went thirty and thirty in Albuquerque. Thirty bags, thirty homers. And Jeez. 
I remember in college watching his highlight videos and being like, this guy's incredible and I want to swing like him because he was just hitting like mammoth homers. And he was like, he was taking full daddy hacks and didn't know where the ball went. And then it would go up to opposite field. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's awesome. You're both one-handed finishers, aren't you? He's more of a two. more of a two. Interesting. Well, I, I mean, you got to assume, I mean, I'm not going to, do Rossi's job for him, but you got to assume he's probably going to be the left fielder. Join yeah. you out there in the outfield, Ian. Yeah. I think, I mean, it really is. He has so much playoff experience. It's in, I mean, oh you play for the Dodgers, that happens. I think if there is a, a DH, you probably have a couple scenarios where maybe you get Philip Irvin in there, Jock DH. You know, I think he's a really good outfielder too. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you have options there. We'll see what happens with the DH, though. Nobody knows how that's going to work out. Two weeks ago, spring training, nobody knows. Is that good? I don't know. <laughs> Is Trevor Williams a starter or a reliever? A starter. starter. He's a starter. Interesting. Excited to see it. There's a lot of new arms this year. I mean, there's just a lot of new players this year, I feel well, like. I, mean, compare, I don't know that necessarily there's a lot of new players on most teams. Like, I think this kind of turnover normally would be like – relatively normal like maybe a little bit more but for the cubs we've been we've had the same guys for five six years now like we've had basically the same group that this feels like a lot of turnover it feels like the locker room is going to look a lot different i feel like it's typically just been like they'll get new bullpen arms every year but like the rotation has been the same for a while the lineup has been virtually identical the last five years and the guys that have been coming into the lineup are either like coming up from the minor leagues or they're adding like one guy a year, like a backup catcher and one other guy. Like yeah. that's, but now it's kind of a little bit different. I bet it's exciting for Cubs fans, you know, see some new players, see what they got, see them in the Cubs uni. Buy a couple of new jerseys. Mm-hmm. What have we got on the uh, Nolan Arenado trade that hasn't officially happened, but like is happening? The team still haven't even reported that because it, it came out that it was agreed upon, but with so much like of the money stuff that has to be like detailed, it it's like came out that it was agreed on, but nothing's happened in three days on it. How do you pay a team $50 million to take one of the best players in baseball from you? <laughs> Wait, the Rockies are paying the Cardinals? Yes. To get his contract off of the their books. Oh, I thought the Cardinals were paying the Rockies money. Oh no, the Rockies are paying fifty million dollars of his salary. Who's who's the Cardinals GM? I don't know, but he's well, okay. well whatever the Cardinals GM name is, he probably like heard that and he's like, "You're gonna give me fifty million dollars to take Nolan Arenado." What color ink is? Would you like red? Well, it's, it's, Whatever. Be, it's because of his contract is so big, and they're like, it, but he's worth every penny. He's he's a top ten player in the league. Yeah, he's All, incredible. He, he wins so a platinum glove every year. He rakes. I saw Dom. Dom was going off about his his away splits. Do you see that? Yeah, that's what I mean. Do you think that teams or not even teams like the Cardinals were saying? Do they have leverage there when they're like, hey, well, he's played in Coors Field the whole time? Like, people is that a thing? I mean, I know it's Yankee Stadium, but people said that about LeMahieu. 
Right. I mean, I know he went to Yankee Stadium, which is also a very, very hitter friendly park. But I mean, I think that's yeah. I don't know. No, like his, I don't know. I think no one. I mean, his spritz. He's never even had. I think. I. I think Dom said he hasn't had an 800 OPS on the road. I would take that chance. If I'm a franchise, I will take my oh, chances. Yeah. I know no, I not. totally agree. I'm just saying, do you think teams try to use that as leverage? Probably. Probably. I think there's probably a little bit of that. And there's probably a little bit of skepticism. If you're a GM and you're making that big trade, you're giving away prospects, you're giving away big league players, you're probably at least thinking about that some. But, I mean, shoot, Nolan is so good. And, honestly, Bush Stadium's a big outfield. Like, Though in in a similar way that Colorado is, where there's a lot of space, and Nolan does a great job, you know, going up to field late in the count, and you know, being staying through the ball and getting some hits that are in front of outfielders, and I think he'll have. I I don't think he's going to have an issue. I mean, he's such a pro. He made a play this year in spring training where it was like I think it was the first time I've I've seen him play in person. We were in the third base dugout, and he made like a backhand play up the line. And I was just like, that was the easiest thing I've ever seen done. But it was actually hard. Like he he's the king of he's the king of plays that it's like that shouldn't be possible, but he made it look like, oh, like nice play, like he's out. But it's like right. no not not many like maybe Manny Machado, like very right. few people make the plays he can make. There's only a few guys, especially infielders, that when guys on the bench talk about not hitting it to them, like throughout the course of a series, like they're like as soon as you hit a ball towards third base, you're like I'm out, and guys talk about it in the dugout, they're like, Oop. as soon like as soon as like you hear like he's like, oh, you're out. Like guys talk about that was when Billy Hamilton was with the Reds, that was a big thing. Like as soon as you hit it to center field, he's like, you're out. But mm-hmm. no, there doesn't happen that much in the infield. You know, it's like Nolan. I haven't never actually played against Andrelton Simmons, but uh, there's a couple guys like that, but. My goodness. He's I mean, the only bad thing is now he's in the division, which is tough. Pitchers to probably see, aren't hey, happy. You get to watch him, though. Get to get to watch yeah, him. Next true. Place. Yeah. Him, and, him and Goldschmidt might have – I mean, you have KB and Riz, Goldschmidt and Arenado, Hosber and Machado. Do you Who plays – oh, I, ah, never mind. Who plays Another first base for the Angels? Combo that holds up to those three. Is Pujols still at first for the Angels? Once in a think, while. I don't think he's at first. I was just trying to pair someone with Rendon. I was trying to pair somebody with Freddie Freeman. Who plays third for them? Like Austin. Awesome. Right. Yeah, Austin plays Ryan. second. Yeah, I don't know who plays yeah. third. But, yeah, I mean, that's Rizzo and KB versus Goldschmidt and Arenado is probably one and two for me. It's a pretty good, yeah. I think they're both going to be hitting 3-4 against each other in the division this year. Those will be some pretty good matchups. But you tell me, you ask me, I'll take Rizzo and KB every day of the week. Not even close. Every day of the week and twice on Sunday. That's right. Oh. I'm not not even thinking about it. I just thought of one that might be better. Miguel Cabrera and Zach Short playing third. I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, shit. I'm just saying. Hot corner. Put him there. He can play anywhere, folks. He's got the hand. I've seen him do it. The hands are never sleeping. That never is sleeping. Confirmed. Never yeah, sleeping. Can you take somebody else's glove to go play third once? <laughs> no. I had one of my gloves that I got. I didn't like – it was bigger than I thought. I didn't really like the pocket of it. And I it was my first game playing third probably – actually it was since low A in 2017. And it was this year in spring training. 
and I go out there and Hendricks is playing or Hendricks is starting. And I'm just like, I mean, if a ball is hit to me or if a ball is not hit to me in the first inning, I will switch gloves. But it was hit to me and I made like a kind of nice play. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, I'm not switching now. Hey. Because your but it was really the most un- I was uncomfortable at third. And then I looked at my hand. And I'm like, I mean, if there's anybody really uncomfortable, but if there's anybody you could feel the most comfortable playing behind, it'd be Hendricks. Cause if you made an error, he'd probably apologize to you. He'd be like, my bad, man. Like I was trying to have him hit a ground ball to short. Like that's on me for having him. Hit right. it to you. Great point. But he's it's the also, nicest guy ever. It's also daunting when you have a contact pitcher throwing as well. And you're uncomfortable in the field at third base, but, but he gets nothing but weak contact. So, you know, you're getting something True. slow. True. It wasn't slow, the play I made, which was – it was Fran Mil Reyes. I don't know if you've seen him. Yes, very, very big. Very yeah, he's big. a large human. So, you know, I was I was actually playing extra Schwarber basically in left. I was, we were having a good conversation. Uh, I would like to give a shout-out to Nico and say that uh, Matt Olson and uh, Matt Chapman mm-hmm. can be in that conversation. Absolutely, they need to be. Because I know that if Nico were still on the podcast, he would have said – "Oh." The A's. Old I was so confused. You know, that's unfortunate because that is the A's effect. Matt Chapman is like a top, top, top defender in the league, and it didn't even spark my mind. West Coast is weird, man. I you just never see the games, oh my God. especially well, like when we're on East Coast. They are literally in a different league. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, ALNL, but it's like, yeah, the West Coast is like their own little club. For sure. Uh, should we talk about uh, Tatis on the cover of the show? I, wow, you read my mind. Wow. Wow. We've been working together for 48 episodes. It's like we, it's like we host a podcast together or something. I think that's huge for the game. Yeah, I think it's huge. I did see that. I mean, I, I think that's a sick choice. That's who you got to pick because he's like – I feel like he's a pretty universally liked – player like you know how like sometimes guys with flair like a lot of people like them but some people don't like the way they go about their business like i don't know if anyone that doesn't yeah harper's a guy that even when he was young he had multiple opinions of him and i feel like most like i don't know of many people that don't like tatis like i love watching tatis like i remember in the playoffs last year i would stay up to watch the padres games because he's so fun to watch play baseball he really is and i mean we faced him in low way I, can we can we talk about how his his growth as a player, Dakota, compared to when we played him in sixteen and seventeen? When I he mean, was probably sixteen and seventeen years old as well. In twenty sixteen when or twenty seventeen when we played him, I'm not afraid to say this because now he's unbelievable. I mean, we thought he stunk. We thought he was overrated. I'm not gonna lie. But now it's like holy shit, like this guy is unbelievable. Like when we played him in seventeen, I was like, I don't know, I don't see it. But now it's he. He was, but he was a guy that was just young. I mean, he was literally what eighteen years old. That's what, that's what he I mean. Right. Someone, like he was just your typical young guy that would chase off speed, and it was like, oh, like just told him. If you told him a slider was coming, and you say, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm gonna throw this one in the dirt. Don't swing," he would still have a hard time not swinging at it. Yeah, and then you and see now, this guy. Yeah. You see, you see him, and you're just like, "Wait, this is not the same guy that's that we played, right?" Was he with the Indians? No. He was with no, the Padres. He actually, time, no, he was Wasn't traded he? in the James Shields trade from the White Sox. Oh, that's right. He was. 
I think having Javi and him back-to-back covers is great for a lot of reasons and for like representing the entirety of the game, having a young, even younger shortstop on the cover. Uh, and I think you're right. I think people do really relate to the way that he plays baseball. It's exciting. Those yeah. are two guys that just love playing baseball and have a lot of fun doing it. And also I saw uh, MLB tweeted or Instagrammed, uh, like, what was your favorite cover since, I don't know. And I think Pedroia was on the 09 cover, and he retired today. Yep. One of the, like, superstars when we were kids. I yeah, loved I mean, him. I grew up a huge Yankees fan, so I hated every single Red Sox ever. But I always said the one guy that I could handle on the Red Sox was Pedroia, just because the way he played the game, he was such a – I know we said grinder's a bad word, but he is just like a grinder. Like Butter, he's, a, he's a very talented grinder. Brian Butterfield had a really cool story about him when he was with the Cubs. He was talking to Nico and I um, in camp one day, and he was saying how Pedroia was the guy that, uh, you know, like would be in the front of every meeting that uh, Butter had, you know, shaking his head yes. Like, and after um, – Butter was came up to him. He's like, "Hey, man, like, you know, you don't have to shake your head every time I say something, right?" And he's like, "And I know you don't agree with half the shit I'm saying." And he's like, "Yeah, but you know, you you got to show those young guys in the back there that you have to listen whatever the coach is saying and shit like that." And it, and Butter was just like, "All right, I love this dude." Yeah, he just seemed like an incredible guy. The stories that I heard about him from the Red Sox guys that played with him were just like complete and total baseball psycho guy just it was at the park early he was dressed at like 1 p.m for a seven like he just loved being at the field he loved working hard uh and he was a great teammate and that's the basically the highest compliment you can give anybody it's like worked really hard and great teammate and you love to be around him and he was unbelievably talented like he also had a fantastic yeah. career too and he on hit, top like, of it like, yeah he had huge yabos as like a five foot eight second baseman Oh, another mm-hmm. great story I saw from him today. He, I guess, walking into um, Colorado in, I forgot what year the World Series was. I think he was a rookie or whatever. And, you know, obviously he's he's small and he was walking through security. And this security guy was like, hey, man, like, where are your credentials? Like, I don't, I don't know who you are. And he goes, my credentials are on the fucking mass turnpike last after the home run I hit the other night or something like that. You gotta love that though. That's great. Yeah, I think he was a huge confidence guy. He just like always thought he was the best player in the world. You need that. Yes, you do. Before we go, we need to talk about the Super Bowl. We need to talk about Brady versus Mahomes. We need to talk about how much Zach wants Brady to win another Super Bowl. And we need to talk about butcher box because we all got butcher boxes. Basically, what it is is it's the big game bundle. And there's St. Louis ribs, there's pulled pork, there's bacon. It's all free for new members. And it's an, it's an incredible deal with high-quality meats. And they come to you frozen. They come right to your door. All you do is you thaw whatever you want to eat, and you crush it on game day. We When you told us we were getting them, I was expecting, like, maybe, like, two or three things, like, try it out. I mean, there's, like, ten things in the box. Like, there's ground beef, there's chicken, there's pulled pork that's ready to make into sandos. Um, there's steaks. There's ribs. I, I mean, I don't know chicken. how to make half these things, but I'm going to figure it out because I'm very excited to eat it. I did the chicken tonight. 
in like a curry bowl. It was awesome. Dakota, are you going to save your meats for the Super Bowl? Oh, you betcha, Bucks? Ian. I'm saving it up, and I'm going to have a feast. I'm going to feast it. I'm going to grill it all up that day, that morning. My, AKA, my mom's going to grill it up. I don't know how to do all that. It's 10 degrees outside. My ass isn't going outside to grill it. She'll do it. It'll be delicious. I'm going to try a little bit of everything, and then I'll probably puke because I'll be so full from eating it all because there's so much of it. Well, Zach's puking because Tom Brady's throwing four touchdowns. I was going to say, with your home jersey on, you're going to be eating it, right? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Zach. I'm rooting for the Chiefs because I really enjoy watching them play. But it'd be very cool if Tom Brady won in his first year with a new team after like 20 with the Patriots. It'd be kind of crazy. Shut up. I mean, he's I, – I, No, what would it take for you to just like respect Tom Brady? I See? If he went to the Jets, he'd conversation. I do respect him. I respect everything he's done. I'm not going to bow down to him. When he turns 50, he'll probably be – I don't be care on the if he turns 100 and he's still years. playing. I don't care. I don't like him. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I, I, I see your argument. So I have players like that that I just will never, ever like, but I know how good they are. Dakota, you a big, big poppy fan? You got to respect what he's done for the DH position, no? I, I'm going to be honest. I, I hated Pedro more growing up. Dakota, growing you got to respect Pedro, what he's done, right? I mean, I know how good they were. That doesn't mean I like him. I just said I agree with you. You don't have to attack me. I'm on your side. I'm not, I'm, this, is just, this is just for pure conversation. I'm on your side here. Jeez. Do you guys know that – do you guys know that – Butcher box will deliver meat right to your door. <laughs> All right, can we? Talk I do know that. I you know what? I do know meat? that because I got the meat right at my yeah, door. Yeah, it did show right to my door. It did right to the door. But real quick, while we're speaking about football, um, my name right now as we're recording is in golf. We trust uh, the Lions. Sadly, parted ways with Matt Stafford this week. It's for the best for him. Um, and we're looking forward to uh, Jared Goff lead, leading us to five straight Super Bowls starting next year. We're not waiting down the road. We're winning it next year against the Jets, 31-27 Lions, next year's Super Bowl over Sam Darnold and the Jets. No, Deshaun Watson and the Jets. Heard it here first. What about Deshaun Watson and the Bears? Dom's working really hard to get Deshaun Watson to the Bears. I still believe in Mitch, hey, but you know what? Hey. If Deshaun Watson comes to the Bears, I believe in Deshaun Watson. I, I am not counting – any chickens before they hatch, but tell you what, hey Dom, I have a lot of receipts on your Twitter about Deshaun Watson if he happens to come to New York. But did you see what they're asking for for Deshaun Watson? They're asking for two first rounders, a second Jets rounder, and Jets two defensive starters. Jets have them too. They have eleven starters. They want two <laughs> NFL ready defensive starters, two firsts. And a second. That is a lot. I mean, quarterback, great quarterbacks don't grow on trees. Is he good enough that, like, he's going to make an impact on the franchise and take you to the Super Bowl? You betcha. I mean, I said that's a lot. I'm not doing that deal because they're not ready to win. They are because they have $90 million in cap space. Ooh. I I will say I love Deshaun Watson, and if I'm a franchise, I will just give you everything. It's either that or you take a chance on a rookie quarterback. Could work out, could not. Like they you, could take you're Justin setting Fields. yourself back three more years at least if he doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, again, in the Jets situation, if they don't give away all their draft capital that they have, you know, you can kind of 
make ends meet, I guess. I wonder if Deshaun Watson is going to be eating butcher box while he watches the Super Bowl this week. Let's go to screen time. Zach? Oh, this is a long day. I was snowed in. Not snowed in, but there's a lot of snow. Ooh, four hours and seven minutes for me today. That's a big one. Ooh. And six hours and three minutes. Oh, my gosh. That's 345. Like- That's a dub for me. Uh, well, you still got the hour behind, so. Uh, so I still always the asterisk. Always the asterisk. That was episode 48. We're closing on 50. Uh, we had exciting news coming for the compound very soon. And that's going to be a little cliffhanger. Episode 48. Presented exciting by? Soon. Presented, presented by Parse Rum. Every time you Every, buy a bottle of Parse, they plant a tree, you save the world. When I say Parse, you say Rum. Parse. Rum. Dakota wins. That's episode that's 48. Good night.